When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're back. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair on Underwood and Randall. Come on out. Say hi. We'd love to say hi. The real show is watching Donna battle a stiff wind with all of her printed papers. It's just so great watching it. Thanks, Steve. Um, you should staple those. Yeah, maybe I'll put a paperweight on them. Remember those? Remember paperweights. And pet rocks? That would make a great paperweight. What happened to paperweights? Why don't people use them anymore? I know, sometimes you see them on people's desks, but I don't think they use them because nobody's using paper except me. That's true. So I will be doing a paperweight drive. Oh, no. <laughs> You're starting a GoFundMe for paperweights? <laughs> no, wow. Just a collection. You know? Oh, okay. Uh, there'll be drop-off centers. If you have an unused paperweight, bring it by. <laughs> That's kind of fun. What's funny is somebody is going to come up with one. You know who I saw yesterday uh, was, I believe, the guy who dropped off the Boston Market sign a few years ago. <laughs> Bo- Donna once said that her favorite fast food joint was Boston Market, which my head almost fell right off my body. But because felt- it's delicious? Super Donna Valentine of you to answer it in that way. But he then found this huge Boston Market sign because they were getting rid of the final Boston Market here right. in the Twin Cities due to, I don't know, lack of popularity. And Rude. he brought the sign in for us, and then we had it in the studio for a while. Like the sign from the building. Huge. Giant. Huge. Very big. And we got to keep it. And I think it was I think it was that guy. Was he an older gentleman? Do you remember? I don't remember. Fantastic. I don't know if I was there when he dropped it off, was I? Might have been a different guy then. I don't know. Uh, he I just said know. he dropped his sign off and wanted me to tell you hello. Hmm. Hello. Well, if he's <laughs> if he's listening, he's going to be like, "Thanks for referring to me as an older guy." I was, uh, I know, I was reading uh, an article this morning about Frank Oz. Frank yeah. Oz is the uh, the voice of Fozzie Bear, yes. Miss Piggy, Yoda. Frank Oz and Jim Henson were, you know, connected at the hip. Jim asked Frank to help him out early on. Frank, I think, was 19 years old when he started. And, uh, and then he just came and brought some of these characters, these iconic characters, to life. He worked on, with the Muppets extensively, Star Wars. He worked on Sesame Street. And there's just a long article today in The Guardian about him. The headline grabbed me, though, and it said, Frank Oz, quote, I'd love to do the Muppets again, but Disney doesn't want me. And he said that after Disney bought the Muppets, so this was back in like 04-ish, I do believe, he said Jim Henson uh, had, was just in knots about it. He was an artist at heart, and the idea of trying to hammer out some kind of a business deal for the thing that he created and loved just kept him up at night. 
And, uh, and Jim Henson died, I believe he was only 51 years old in 1990, of toxic shock syndrome. How did that happen? I don't know. I guess it can happen more ways than just one. And it, it, was a, wow. it was a result. I think that can happen to anybody. It commonly can happen in a particular way that we're both probably thinking yeah. of. Um, but anyway, so that happened suddenly. And then it was just this, you know, that Michael Eisner was trying to buy it at the time. But after it finally gets purchased, uh, Frank Oz stays on for a few years. I guess hasn't voiced any of the Muppets since 2007, which I, I find sad to think that Disney, he said, just doesn't want him to be a part of it. said he hasn't worked on Sesame Street in over a decade. But I don't know why that's the case. Didn't he say, because I never listen to their direction? I, I swear well, he I saw does, that somewhere in the story. Yeah, he thinks that Disney goes in it a little too... They have an exact structure in mind, whereas... It's kind of like us. Kind of, yes. <laughs> you're, you're Disney and I'm Frank Oz. Yeah, I get to be... Sometimes I'm a little more linear. Yes. And you're a little more... And I'm like, wait, let's add... Yeah, we could try this. Let's see this. And so a little bit of a creative uh, issue there. But, you know, he, he brought life to Yoda. Yoda was not scripted to speak the way that he does. Instead... He played around with that kind of syntax and thought, what if I put things out of order? And then he said to George Lucas, can I just do more of this? Is oh, this his okay? speech pattern, you mean? Yes, the way yeah. He's, yeah. Talk like me, you must. And then yes. he's like, yeah, all right, fine, whatever. And Frank Oz kept looking at these characters like, how do we put soul? He said anybody can do a voice. It's about putting the soul into these people. But he says he hasn't seen any of the Muppets since he left. But I would argue that that new Muppet movie, I get it, it was under the Disney umbrella, it had a lot of soul. I thought it was really, really? a beautiful movie. I, and it was so funny, and it's tongue-in-cheek, and it makes fun of itself, and also gives you the nostalgic feels. But um, just sad to think, though, that the folks that he uh, helped bring to life, um, it hasn't been his voice. But, uh, again, he's right. Anybody can do the voice. Remember Finding Elmo or Behind Elmo, whatever it was, the guy who did the Elmo voice yeah. for all yeah, those yeah. years. Very popular for a while. And there was a documentary that came out, and it was, it was really interesting to see his life. You got to see all this behind-the-scenes stuff. And I, I think sure it got it like Elmo, an Oscar. Big Bird? It was Elmo. There was another okay. one, Big yeah, Bird, more Big Bird recently. Yeah, that Big Bird one was good. But the Elmo one, uh, just a couple of years after that, there was a lot of controversy around that guy who voiced Elmo. He got let go by Sesame Street, some sexual misconduct stuff that was happening. Oh, my God. But then they brought in a new guy just when you think, oh, how do I explain this to my kids? You don't have to. Anybody can do the voice. Right. And then somebody comes in, does the voice, and you're good to go. And they're so, back again. Anyway, um, it's a nice article. If you're a fan of the Muppets... If you're a fan of Sesame Street, if your kids are watching it a lot right now, you can go to uh, The Guardian today. Got okay. the, uh, the whole article there. All right. Well, we're out of time. No! I was going to tell you. Uh, tell just, me quick. You know what? I'm not going to tell you that. That's way too, too in-depth, what I was going to tell you about with the um, new American crime story that's coming up. But we'll save it. I will just tell you that Dennis Rodman's 1998 Vegas Bender, Rocco had mentioned this earlier, it is going to become a movie. Don't have a whole lot of details on it um, because my computer's a little messed up. Um, I just wonder who's going to play Dennis Rodman. Well, I wonder, do we think it's going to be a documentary? Um, no, I think it's going to be a, a scripted. Yeah. Um, and it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller, a.k.a. Lord and Miller. And I'm just looking to see if they have, I don't know that anybody's cast yet. I don't know if we need there this There is a movie. screenplay. 
Okay. No, I think this will be great. I loved hearing about the story within the Last Dance 30 for 30 special that they did on the uh, the last run of the Michael Jordan Bulls back in 1998. That came out in April of 2020 and captivated the internet because, frankly, the whole world had stopped at that point. That was So it was interesting to hear about that. And he yeah. was just like, I need a vacation, and he went to Vegas. Came back a few days later, having partied very hard. And then I think he like played immediately. I think you're right. I do remember that myself. Uh, the movie's going to be called 48 Hours in Vegas. Uh, don't have any more info on it, but we'll pass it along as it the info becomes available. <laughs> if you ever saw a Vince Vaughn movie called The Binge, which I didn't, um, the screenwriter who wrote that is also the person who wrote the Dennis Rodman movie. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Okay. Well, it's getting a little typecast, but fine, we'll take it. Mm. When we come back, we've got a couple of studies coming your way, and according to a new study, uh, ending prices... With 99 cents, you know, like everything's like 5.99, 11.99, might be backfiring. Donna Valentine will explain why we're all about to get smarter. That's next on Donna and Steve on my talk. Listening to my talk, 107.1 Everything Entertainment. Donna and Steve here. Donna Valentine, Steve Patterson, producer DJ Rob. Justin Bieber set to do a surprise pop-up show here at the My Talk booth today at 2 p.m. That is not true. That is not true. Or, that is really not true. Now that you're saying it's not true, maybe people think that it's definitely true because now you're trying to cover after <laughs> I leak the story. Either way, we think Cobra's going to have a good crowd. Head games with the Minnesota State Fair crowd. Speaking of head games, we just did one during the commercial break. Rocco, can we please get nerdy and do a study? Studies have shown that studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, today is Donna Valentine's birthday. Happy birthday, Donna. Thank you. Everybody Thanks, loves guys. you. You are a uh, treasure, a living legend here in the great state of Minnesota. Okay. You've been on the airwaves Don't for some 25 <laughs> years. People know you. They Don't love ever. you. You are a peculiar person, and you and I have worked together for about three and a half years now. You know, if you go back to the Steve O'Clock days when I would just appear on the show a few times a week, we've been together for about five years or yeah, so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and you, you do perplex me in some ways. Here's one thing that I just realized this morning about you. And it kind of feeds into this story that I thought you were going to handle and now I will handle. I realized that you, because you murmur every day during the show. <laughs> like, so if, you mean I'm like going... No, not quite that murmur, but it's always like... Wait, what does that mean? That's not supposed to be there. Oh, you mean Why I have like here? a brain lapse. You... you Say out loud every worry that is in your head. <laughs> Where is that? And that shouldn't be there. And I, uh, why is that not showing up there? I don't even understand what this means. <laughs> and then if you're in the room with you, it's kind of like, okay, do we, Ryan Perpich and I used to have this conversation. We would hear you when we were in a separate studio, we would hear you say something. Yeah. And then we'd be like, all right. One of us has to take this. Who's going to take it? Oh, really, Donna? Why is it? What's, what is oh, it that's confusing? I know what you're saying now. So you throw it out there. I talk to myself a lot. That's it. And I don't expect a response. But I feel socially obliged. Right. So between you and the other person, you like hit the other and go, all right, I'll take Someone's this one. Someone's got to do yeah. this. So I was hearing you doing all this talking during the commercial break. I just don't know. I don't think that makes sense. I might need help with this. I'm going to need help with this. And I just was like, she's a big girl. I'm not going to jump in here. And then she turned and said, 
Steve, I think I'm going to need you to read this and tell me if this makes sense because I can't quite figure it out. Okay, so this is a uh, this is a study on um, retail centers that end their prices with ninety nine ninety nine five ninety nine not six dollars because you're getting it for under six ninety nine cents and how it might be backfiring. So I'm reading through it, and I'm like, well, why would they do that? I don't know if that makes sense. Well, we already said we're going to do the story, so now we have to. So now we got to do it, but guys, guess what? I read through it one time, and it made perfect <laughs> sense, and I think it might to you as well. So I let me explain. You know, you know how sellers end their prices with that 99 cents? They're trying to trick you into thinking that something is cheaper than it is. So if something's ten ninety nine instead of $11, you somehow feel like you spent about 10 bucks right. on that. Yes. Um, well, it turns out that that $0.99 cent pricing trick could backfire on sellers if the seller is actually trying to entice you to upgrade. One place that I see the upgrade here is over at the Fresh Cut Fries. I love the Fresh Cut Fries here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they're really trying to get you to get that 88-ounce bucket of fries. Sure. You can get a, uh, oh goodness, what is it, like a 12-ounce bucket for 7 bucks. You yes. can get an 88-ounce for $14. So, like, the math doesn't work. They're trying to get you to just spend the most money. Right. Anyway, if they are trying to get you to upgrade, coffee shops do this, it might not behoove them to do the 99 cent trick, and here's why. Here's how they figure this out. Okay. For example, you have this coffee stand, and they're selling a small cup of coffee at a price of 95 cents with the option to upgrade to a larger size for $1.20. Okay. Okay. That's what they did with the first group of people. We got a small for 95 cents. We're trying to get them to a large at $1.20. So, they so 25 cent, for 25 cents more, you could have this bigger cup of coffee. But you go from 95 to 120 With the second group of people, they changed the small coffee to a flat fee of $1. Okay. The upgrade to a large was $1.25. Still a 25 cent difference. However, get this, only 29% of the customers upgraded from 95 cents up to a dollar 20 while 56 percent were willing to go from a dollar to a dollar 25 so the second option was always more expensive by the way the, right. the large coffee is five cents more in that second option but it did not ask customers to break through the threshold in this case the threshold was one dollar so it all reads that they were more they were happier to go from a dollar to a dollar twenty-five than they were to go from ninety-five cents to a dollar twenty because the ninety-five cents was below that dollar threshold, so it felt like I'm getting a better deal. Deal. Okay. All right. Got it. Good job. By the way. By the way. Guys, I read the words on the paper. No, I I misunderstood what they were doing. I didn't realize there were two different groups. Get this. They also said that going from nineteen ninety-nine up to $25 might actually seem like it cost more than going from $20 to $26, even though in... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Reality, the one is a difference of $5.01. It's that the, rounding up. It, the other one is $6 up, but it's not breaking through that... 0.99 threshold that makes you feel like, wait, the deal is down here. Right. So if you're just trying to get somebody to buy a car, then it's 21999 But right. if you're trying to get them to upgrade to the bigger thing of French fries, you have the first one at $7, and the very, very biggest one is at $14. Got it. Oh, thank you. Well, you're really going to appreciate the study I bring. Oh, do tell. Two key brain functions actually get better after age 50. A new study shows that some aspects of a person's brain improve with age, especially after age 50. And it's more involved than just remembering uh, what it says here is the back way to Golden Corral. <laughs> uh, researchers from Georgetown Medical Center studied hundreds of people between 58 and 98 and found two key brain functions get better in old age. They include attending to new information and focusing on what's important in a given situation. And those things contribute to critical aspects of cognition, like memory, decision-making, self-control. They're vital in uh, navigation, math, language, reading. And they looked at three brain networks overall, and only one declined with age. That one was referred to as altering, and that's characterized by a state of enhanced vigilance and preparedness in order to respond to incoming information. <sighs> huh? There are, so are there any benefits to this information beyond giving old people like me something to <laughs> talk to our grandkids about? I don't know. I felt like my grandma was talking to me there. Just got a little glazed over. Okay, so this data could lead to better therapies for Alzheimer's and protecting against dementia. Okay. All right? Well, that's Wait. a positive. Thank you. Wish we would have led with that. I would have leaned in a little more. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I was looking uh, ahead. It's a uh, Tuesday, Confessional Tuesday. It is. What's the most embarrassing thing you own? Call now, 651-641-1071. Uh, welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. I think we might have an epic fail on our hands. Uh-huh. I think we do. Uh, coming up at 1145 today, we're giving away his and hers <laughs> safes. <laughs> It's not true. I don't know. Thanks. I'm trying to distract people from the fact that, well, let's just do it. It's going to last about 60 seconds, but let's just officially (laughs) enter the confessional, shall we? Yes. I have a bit of a confession. The confessional is open. Can you keep a secret? I've been a bad, bad girl. It's confessions with Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071. Okay. Oh, Donna. What a journey. This wasn't a great one today. I know, and we're on the bus. I said, well, I said, let's think of it on the bus, because otherwise Donna and I are texting each other in the morning. It's annoying and the whole thing. So I said, let's just... the part where you text me. 
I said, let's just figure this out on the bus together. Yeah, so we did. So then Donna says, all right, uh, how about what's the most embarrassing thing you own? And I was like, all right, that seems cool. Let's just do it. I Bam. said, let's not lock it in yet. So then we went through a couple others. They didn't have as much panache. And we decided, great, we're just going to go with it. Rocco, are you on our Facebook page? Uh, not at the moment. Great, don't do it. Okay. I would like to uh, have you guess how many confessional responses have we received. Let's say the best we've ever had, Rocco. Okay. We've had some where it's probably been, uh, you know, uh, Facebook questions that have gotten north of 200 responses is like our best all time. Yeah. Our okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many uh, responses do you think we got for what's the most embarrassing thing you own? I'm going to go with 14. <laughs> We got three. Okay. <laughs> we got three of them. And uh, I'm happy to say that we're going to have time to get through them all. Only two are appearing, too. I'm going to start with Melissa because I don't really have a choice. A giant 24 by 36 inch portrait of myself <laughs> from my senior photo shoot. Where am I supposed to hang such a thing over oh. the fireplace? For some reason, I can't bring myself to get rid of it, though. Hang it in the basement. Hang the basement. You Hannah says a, a folder full of pictures of my celebrity crush. Oh, that's cute. I have a uh, 3D porcelain oh, yeah. statue of myself. That's really cool. Really? It's probably about maybe 18 inches tall. And uh, it was there was a, I don't know if the place is still open at Mall of America. It was a place you'd go in. They take 360 photos of you. Yeah. And then after you do the television story on it, I have a question. Where do you put it now? I've got a great idea for you. And for who was the person with the big photo of Melissa, herself? Melissa. That can, it would be very funny if you were having guests over and you put it in the bathroom and hung it on the wall. And Steve, you should put it in the refrigerator. Oh. You know, somewhere where you can use it as a joke. I've put it in, the, in a guest bedroom before. Or the bathroom on top of the toilet. I, that would be hilarious. You could stick toilet papers around me. Yes. I'm the guy that you get the toilet papers <laughs> off of. You take one roll. Oh, my gosh, that's him. Yes, I think you should do that. For sure. I've seen a couple pictures inside of your house. Which would you say is the most embarrassing thing that you own <laughs> in your house? Uh, I've got... I've got some nice art. I do have a llama that a friend painted for me, but I'm not embarrassed by it. I love it. <laughs> in case they're listening. I also have a buffalo head in my kitchen. The patina buffalo head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I went to South Dakota and I just fell in love with that area. And I was, I want my home to be surrounded by things that I love and Whoa. experiences that I've that's had. A good, that's a good thing. I was about to make fun of you, and then I stopped immediately. That's really a beautiful thing. I have a picture of a donkey in a frame in my kitchen next to my deceased dog and deceased cat. Yeah, I said deceased. Deceased. <laughs> they're not just dead. They're deceased. They're deceased. Um, wow. um, yeah, like a donkey in a frame. His name is Jack. He's... It is his name. He's a mammoth donkey that I fell in love with when I was in South Dakota. How big is a mammoth donkey? Uh, pretty big. They look like horses. Really? Yeah. Man, it seems like this trip to South Dakota changed your life. I loved it. I just couldn't even believe that we were in America. America. Okay, so this, I mean, it's it's a bison, right? Didn't we go over this last week? Yeah, I don't know the difference. Well, we What's talked about this last week. Yeah, say the it again. The buffalo is like from Africa, and the bison is from America. All right, so it's a bison. But okay. you have like a gigantic bison head on your wall? like It's just a head. Like it's huge. 
It's 3D, too. It comes out of the wall like a deer, you know, mount. Yeah. Is it mounted like on nice wood? No. It's on it's the just, kitchen wall. It's just stick. <laughs> a big head is sticking out of your wall. Isn't it? I think it's like right over like a sliding glass door or something. Yeah. Is that where it is? Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can find a picture. It's an that. interesting approach. Where do you put the patina buffalo head? Of course it looks great in the store, and then you got to make some choices. I thought I was going to do it, bring it to the cabin, and I said, no, I want to look at this every day. So now I call my kitchen the lodge. Hey, you want to come over for a drink? Where? The lodge. The lodge. Come on Plus, over you lodge. got that real long bar yeah. in your kitchen. Yeah. The island is the longest island I've ever seen in a non-millionaire's home. It's a diner's, like, counter. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Come on in, belly up to the bar. I'll pour you a cold one. Oh, man. <laughs> America will listen to some country music. I, I, uh, this segment is uh, failing so hard. Oh, that I just it's tried so bad. But don't you to, feel um, like you're learning about me? Kinda. I like it. It's I interesting. Just, I reached out to uh, Melissa Peterman, our, uh, our friend, the beloved actress from uh, Reba and Baby Daddy, and, of course, the movie Fargo, where she played hooker number two, <laughs> um, just on a whim to see if she might want to call in. And if we can't do it today, maybe... Uh, Maybe tomorrow. I'd love to hear some of her stories about the late Ed Asner, who passed away this weekend, I the beloved too. actor at 91, who famously played Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show and the character of the same name in the spinoff. And he's just been a myriad of other things, has a gazillion Emmys. Sure. And she, she's uh, wonderful. She really got to know Ed Asner and uh, to the point where he, she even would take him lunch over at his house several times. And so I'm just curious, you know, knowing him off screen, what was that experience like? Yeah, so let me know if you hear back from her. Uh, Rocco, oh. I know the phone lines are blowing up right now. She says, give me five. We'll have her oh. next segment. How about that? She'll okay, wrap great. up the show with us. So maybe we can get out. We'll get out of here about a minute beforehand. And hopefully the phone would. will work properly. Oh, I believe so. It's just like. Rocco, are you good with that? Yeah. I can answer a telephone, yeah. <laughs> I'm having her call the main line there, Rocco, okay? Okay, I'm standing by. Uh, she'll, call, she'll call in a few minutes. We'll okay. get Melissa Peterman, uh, presumably live from Los Angeles, calling in to share a few, uh, a few of her thoughts about Ed Asner. Hey, we have a brand new Twin Cities Live coming up today at uh, 3 o'clock. We're going to be that live. Right? Yes. 3 o'clock today. That's 3 o'clock today, uh, which is going to be great. Another fun day out there. We have a patio party there. We don't have our normal bleachers in the round like we do during a normal year. So it's a little subdued. I kind of miss the big crowd, you know, the energy of that big crowd, but it's nice. Folks can get up close and if, uh, if you have a little one who's just dying to get on camera, a lot of kids, you can see them just angling for like, oh, I think I'm in. Oh, I think I'm on. Am I on TV? And then they can see themselves on the big screen. So we'll do that. Also coming up on Thursday on Twin Cities Live, we, uh, we go to RC's Barbecue, which is really great. And it is a, uh, it's a joint out here, and it's not too far. It's right next to Sweet Martha's, the main Sweet Martha's location over near the grandstand. Oh, fun. And RC's Barbecue yeah. is doing this pork belly situation that's to die for. They're making a gazillion brisket every day. They've got 81 racks of ribs on at a time. And so, smoking Steve, I don't know if you guys heard. I yeah, kind of smoke some meats at my house. And I decided I would go sit and learn from the master, uh, Charlie T, over at RC's Barbecue. So um, we'll have the latest edition of uh, Smoke and Steve tomorrow okay. on Twin Cities Live. Or Thursday, smoke? Thursday, Thursday. I didn't smoke anything. I just learned from the master. Oh, he I explained. See. Okay. Like, I smoke one or two racks of ribs, and I feel like I'm all done for the weekend. Nobody talked to me. They're doing 81 racks at a time. 
in a uh, sub three hour smoke. They have a lot of action over there and tons of people coming. A lot of people coming to see. They think a big crowd will be at RC's today because of who's playing at the grandstand, which I believe is the Doobie Brothers. Is it today. the Doobies today? Is it That's the right. Doobies today? Yeah. The oh, Rock yeah. Over here, Michael McDonald's beard groomer. They're sound checking right now over at the grandstand, which we can hear, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, um, so great. Um, here's what we'll do. We'll do. We're going to take a little early break here, so that when we come back, we can be joined by uh, Minnesota actress Melissa Peterman, who came to know the beloved actor Ed Asner. We will hear a few of her stories when we return on the Donna and Steve Show live at the Minnesota State Fair. Steve wants to take over my life. I'm just saying, a little life coaching I think could be cool if you allowed me to control your life for 90 days. What would happen? I would uh, be going to church every day. <laughs> uh, you'd be dousing me with perfume so everyone knew I was coming before I walked in the room. Yes. I'd probably have, I don't know, six kids, you know, at home. <laughs> Not too bad, you know? right? Uh, what else? Smoothies. Oh, I'd be working out every day. Yes. Drinking smoothies. Quitting Listen. drinking till the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. We could be buddies together. I, I just described you. <laughs> You're trying to make me you. Okay. Stop it. Uh, anyway, welcome back. It's the Don and Steve Show here live at the uh, Minnesota State Fair. Rocco, do we have our yes. guest of honor on the line? This is so wonderful. So the other day, uh, of course, everybody found out the news over the weekend that legendary actor Ed Asner passed away at the age of 91. And then I was on Instagram and seeing various tributes. And then in Melissa Peterman, Minnesota's own, you will have to forgive me here because this is a part of your career that clearly, I know that you, you know I haven't fully seen Fargo yet either, but clearly I blocked this out of my mind because I did not know that you worked on the show Working Class or that you worked with Ed Asner. So I believe I should be starting with a welcome and and I'm sorry. Melissa, good morning. Um, I accept your apology Thank for you. that. Okay. And for giving me the wrong number to call in. <laughs> Oh, my God. I sent her a text, and I said, hey, just call now, and we're in a break. She said, yeah, it says the number is wrong. And I looked down, and I said, that's because it's wrong. I gave her the wrong. <laughs> you know, that's you right. it's, very tr it's very triggering. It felt like high school again. Like, no, just call me there. No, that's my number. No, it's call me, triggering. Melissa. And you're like, that's a Domino's pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're so happy that you were willing to call in on such uh, short notice. I read your beautiful tribute to Ed Aww. Asner, and I thought, this is just so... Um, it was so well said on Instagram. Follow her if you don't already at Melissa Peterman on Instagram. But I found out that you had some real personal interactions with Ed Asner. Tell us about the time that you first met that legendary actor mm -hmm. and, and what it's like chatting with him and getting to know him in person. Well, yeah, I, I, again, it was, it was a very uh, small part in a, in a career it, as far as it only lasted one season. But I, I was lucky enough to do a show for CMT called Working Class, and, and um, we were casting, and, you know, we were, the dream cast would have been Ed Asner to play this, you know, this, my boss, sort of, our guy that worked in it with, with my character, and um, I don't know why, but he said yes, and I was just unbelievably thrilled. I mean, you know, I'm from, I'm from Minnesota, like, my whole, like, I wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore growing up, and, like, meeting Lou Grant, like, you know, and, and also he's just such a great actor. Like, we all, he will forever be Santa and Elf. He'll yes, be, yes. I mean, he will be an up. Like, you know, he just is so good. So, anyway, he was there, and, and on set, he was everything you would expect. He was, I, I think I said it in my post, that it was, I was so terrified in the best way to do scenes with him, because you're like, how do I 
how do I say words with a legend? And then he would be, you know, he is sort of a gruff on the exterior, but underneath he's just the softest, most kind-hearted man. And, and, And honestly, my favorite interactions was I would go to his house and bring lunch or banana bread, and I would bring my son Riley, who was maybe barely five, maybe four and change, and um, to his house, and I'd sit and talk with him. And you know, again, and you know, my I, there's seven Emmys on the mantle, you know, or maybe they're strewn about because he just had so many. And sure. he was funny. He, I mean, he was so funny, and he has worked with everyone. And if anyone is on any sort of um, social media feed, not it was flooded with stories about him because he was kind and good to everyone and nobody would forget working with him. Like, I mean, I remember at one point I, I did, I do remember saying stuff like, Ed, you can't swear in front of the kids. There's kids on set, you know? Uh, okay. See, that's, like, that's what I was wondering about because of the characters he plays are all, were always crabby guys. Yes. Was so he was kind of crabby, like lovable crabby, sarcastic. Lovable crabby. Like he was that guy. Like one day he came in and he was like, the guards at the gate, they wanted my ID. And I'm like, oh, just show him your Emmy. Come on. You know, he, he was that, he was. But underneath it, like, just, like, a, so soft. Like, he would never, when, and he, and by the way, he was such a, a fighter for, for actors' rights, like in the in Screen Actors Guild. And he was, he cared about issues and he was passionate as well. And so that just sort of, you know, would, would tickle over. But yeah, he was, there was a lot of times, you know, where you'd have to go, Ed, Remember, Cameron's sitting right there. Um, but he, he was, you know, he just loved it. He was wonderful. Now, I've got a question. You, you sort of just mentioned it casually in passing both here and on your Instagram post. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let's help me understand how this really plays out. Taking lunch, taking banana bread to the legendary Ed Asner's house. How does one broach that topic? How does one get invited? Does one well, invite herself over? Probably, I probably did. Um, you know, I think it was during the show, and he had had, he had had, um, I think a, a medical thing happen, and so I wanted to check into him. So I, I made it my business. I was a, pro- I was a producer on the show as well. So part of it was like, I was like, that's my job. I totally got to check on the cast and make sure everything's great. And so I would come over. Yeah, I probably invited myself over, and I would bring lunch, and then I would bring cookies, banana bread just in the guise, really, of me um, getting time to spend with him. And, you know, when his house was, it wasn't like this, you know, in my head, it, was, it wasn't a giant mansion. It was a great, sweet little house, and it was very welcoming. And, you know, I'd bring Riley, and I, I think I wrote about it, but there would be, like, you know, they had this probably a handmade, you know, snow globe with the characters of Up that were somebody probably sent him, and, like, my son who's four, and, you know, he's sticky and and clumsy and he would be touching all these things with like a hand-drawn Mr. Fredrickson, you know, animation thing. I'm like, Riley, please. And he'd be like, oh, he's fine. You know, like he can have it, you know, and just, he never, he never would get, he, by the way, for somebody who is a lovable grumpy, he never was grumpy with my four-year-old hmm. running around his house. Like, oh, never. that is like, just that's, so sweet. That's not who he was. What a sweet thing to hear. We're talking with uh, actress Melissa Peterman, who of course, uh, homegrown right here in the great state of Minnesota. You know her and you love her from Reba and Baby Daddy, of course, Fargo, which I'm 
Looking forward to watching at some point. Uh, <laughs> oh, Melissa, my gosh. And everybody, of course, loves you from 25 Words or Less as well with Meredith Vieira. Um, so let me ask you this, Melissa, now that we have you on the line. Uh, we are here wrapping up our show at the great Minnesota get-together. When was the last time you made it out to the State Fair? I feel like it was just a few years ago. Am I making that up in my head? No, you're not. It was just a few years ago. And I would, I would try to go back every year if I could. But, yeah, it was just a couple years ago. Probably the year before COVID, I came back for it. Um, I'm I'm following everything on social media, um, so I feel like I'm sort of there. But um, actually, I'm not because I'm not full. So I guess I'm not there. But um, I miss it. What is your favorite thing to have at the fair, food-wise? Oh, um, corn dipped in a barrel of butter, and then you go, "Can I get extra butter on that?" Because they double dip it. <laughs> Um, of course, Sweet Martha's Cookies. Yes. Um, I think the year I went there was the year they um, did the, the nacho ball. Am I correct? There was some the, sort of nacho, a nacho ball. I don't know, and I enjoyed that. Anything on a stick. Um, the deep fried pickle. Deep fried yes, pickle, so great. Good. We just had uh, a couple days ago, yesterday actually, uh, we had deep fried olives on Twin Cities Live, which we've had, Melissa, many times, but it, it maybe been three years since we had last tried it. And oh my goodness, it's funny how some of the state fair food, maybe it's the nostalgia, maybe it was the year off last year, but some of it can hit you anew all over again where you feel like you're enjoying that state fair delicacy for the very first time. I'll, I'll, I'll paint the picture for you too here, Melissa. Um, first of all, it's beautiful. Such a beautiful week here in Minnesota. It's breezy. It's mid-70s right now. Virtually no humidity. But the crowds have been about half of the record size. So we really keep up on the attendance here at the State Fair. And each day has an individual attendance record. And the crowd has pretty much been just about 50% of that. It feels like it's picking up here a little bit uh, in the second week, but we wish we could have you out here. Anything else that we should know that you are uh, working on or doing? I saw that, did you just do the Sound of Music um, thing out at the Hollywood Bowl just within the last week or so? I did, I did, and that was one of those things, like the fair, I'm sure everyone back at the fair, it's something you missed so desperately in this crazy last year we had, and um, so I've been doing it for 16 years, and last year was the first year we missed it because of COVID, so just to be at that magical venue with that great movie with everybody was just lovely. Um, oh, well, I'm glad you got to go yeah. back there because I know you just come to life on that stage, a natural-born performer, especially in front of a live audience. Uh, Melissa Peterman, uh, all the way live from the great state of California, calling in to share her thoughts about the legendary Ed Asner, who she he got to know greatest. and work he alongside of. Sorry, I, go, I just, he was the greatest man, and I, I, I would get choked up, but I think everyone in this town, whoever, was just a little bit, we know we lost a legend, and they don't make them like that anymore. They just don't. He was fabulous. Well, we're so grateful that you were able to call in and sort of uh, offer some personal perspective, knowing such a legendary guy who the rest of us got to know through all sorts of roles, Emmy Award-winning roles at that. Melissa Peterman, uh, I don't know what you do next. Go back to bed. We got to go, so I don't do whatever Californians do at whatever it is, 10 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I'm going to go to my um, my floating Pilates class. <laughs> Okay, great. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not even dressed yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. A very nude Melissa Peterman, everybody. Thank you so Thanks, much, Melissa. Melissa. We love you. We look forward to seeing Bye, you soon. Bye, Melissa. Well, so lovely to be joined by her. So lovely to be joined by these lovely folks out here at the MyTalk 1071 booth. Don't forget, when you come out here, we're, uh, we're live all day, 6 until 6 at the old Minnesota State Fairgrounds. 
Uh, oh, yeah, Jason Alexis, they were here this morning, presented by Loaves and Fishes. We presented by Boulevard Auto Works, other weekday programs live as well. You can find our location on Underwood Street. Go to uh, mytalk1071.com, keyword fair. All righty. We'll see you tomorrow. Colleen and Bradley are kicking us out. Yeah. Boy, they come in here hot, hot right? They're just yeah. like, get out of here, get out of here. Annoyingly so. Yeah, no, but we, uh, we love them. Different Colleen and Bradley. Not Definitely you guys, so, yeah. not you guys. Right. You don't know them. Good night, everybody.